Hello and welcome to Locked On Astros, your daily Astros podcast. Here are your hosts, Eric the Man Heisman and Brett H-Town Wheelhouse Chansey. We are Locked On Houston Astros and we hope that you join us for a daily Locked On Astros podcast. My name is Eric Heisman. You can find me on Twitter at EricTalkStros. You can find the show at Locked On Astros. Your team every day. And Brett is actually taking a night off. He's doing some um, moving stuff. So um, I'm going to go ahead and go solo and Brett should be back tomorrow. But we have a lot to talk about. And just when you see, it seems like the Astros are taking a step forward. They have a six-game winning streak. And they get Jordan Alvarez back. Everything kind of falls apart again. But the Astros are on a six-game winning streak. They are still in second place. They're not necessarily totally catching up to the A's, but there's not such a big lead anymore. The A's have lost two in a row, and they only have a a two-and-a-half game in the AL West over the Astros. So the Astros have a chance. The um, run differential is coming up. And Zach Greinke, just as advertised, he pitched a heck of a game today. And there was some late inning magic by Miles Straw, of all people. So we're going to talk about this and then what's going on with Jordan and George Springer scratched. Oh, no, <laughs> please don't do that. You can get locked on Astros on Podcast and App Himalaya, as well as Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, and Spotify. When you get in your car, tell your smart device to play the podcast, Locked on Astros. Today's episode is brought to you by rockauto.com. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. All right, so the Astros are 13-10. and 10. They are on a six-game winning streak. They are beating a pretty good Rockies team. Uh, I think the Rockies are, last I checked, they had 13 wins. Let me see. Scroll down here. Yeah, they had 13 wins, 10 losses. They're on a two-game losing streak. This is a powerful lineup, and for Zach Greinke to come in and did do what he did today is just impressive. You don't see this from um, a lot of people, and I know – a lot of people, including myself, kind of uh, badmouth Zach Greinke for not really getting ready uh, during spring training or, uh, I guess, summer camp. But uh, today he had eight innings. He only allowed three singles, and the two of them were in the first inning. So once he got settled in, he only allowed one single the rest of the game, no walks, no runs, seven strikeouts, 97 pitches, 65 strikes. He has a 1.84 ERA on the season. This is a guy that got off to a terrible start. I believe he only lasted, what, two and two-thirds innings or three innings or something like that, that one, his first start. But this guy is comfortable, and he's talking. That's what, that's what makes him so – that's why I think that this is going to be good for him to stay in Houston because he seems comfortable here. He seems comfortable with the cows out and, and all the stuff like that. So in his last three starts, this is uh, courtesy of Brian McTaggart. In uh, 20 and one-thirds innings, he's allowed 15 hits, one run, one earned run, two walks, 19 strikeouts. His ERA in the last three starts is 0.44. This guy is on fire, and so is Andre Scrub. I know that he he's allowed a few walks here and there, but this guy has not allowed earned run. He uh, he got the win today, and this this team is just coming together despite the, everything that happened. So. I was actually at work today, so I didn't, uh, I mean, I think I heard, saw it, I got a notification about it, but George Springer was scratched from today's game with uh, right wrist soreness, and this is not a surprise, 
because if you watched yesterday's game, which was Monday night's game, after I think he either uh, got jammed or something like that, but you can see him, and I think Jeff Blum was also talking about that. It looked like uh, he was like shaking his uh, wrist or something, but uh, he did have x-ray today or MRI, and they said that there's um, nothing. It, it came back negative, so he could have pinch hit today, but Dusty Baker said that he didn't want to pinch hit him early in the game because what if that game went extra innings, which it ended up doing, and he would have more at-bats. So I think that Dusty Baker kind of held him back. So hopefully this is just a day-to-day type thing for George Springer because this guy is needed, especially with Jordan Alvarez hitting the 10-day IL. This is not good. Uh, this is a guy that we've been kind of waiting for and – this is what Dusty Baker had to say. I've got a lot of concern for Jordan. He barely got back from coronavirus and now this. He's going to go get a second opinion, I think, and we'll see what turns out from there. So remember he had an MRI on Monday that showed no damages to his knee, So, but it's still sore, and he's still obviously not comfortable playing baseball again. So they went ahead and put him on the IL. I believe that he's eligible to come back on August 26th. So uh, it's not like he could be gone for too long, but at the same time, they don't really know what's going on with his knee. Uh, They can't see any damage, but he can't really play with it. So this is something that's uh, not going to be good, especially if uh, something happens to him. I know Carlos Cray had a day off, but he did uh, come into the game during the 11th inning, and uh, this is what Baker had to say. I didn't think that they were going to walk Carlos Cray Today's game was one of those games where you have a lineup that has Jack Mayfield, Miles Straw, and just a whole bunch of people out because Carlos Cray was not in the lineup. You didn't you also didn't have uh, George Springer. Then you didn't have Jordan Alvarez. So uh, the lineup wasn't sexy today. And I believe Abraham Toro got the start too because Michael Brantley's out too. So the lineup is not deep as it normally is, but the Astros still got it done. Uh, And I know a lot of people are complaining about the overtime rule today. It kind of worked. I know that they both scored in the 10th inning, I believe. So the Astros did get the win in the uh, 11th inning. And it was kind of funny because Bud Black kind of reached, kind of raised his hand and uh, because they wanted to put five players in the outfield. And I think that the Astros and Miles Straw thought that they were walking Miles Straw. So Miles Straw <laughs> trots over to first base, and uh, Bud Black's like, hey, no, no, we weren't walking him. We're, I was just trying to get infield. So what does Miles Straw do? He comes back after uh, everything was just chaotic right there and gets the uh, the winning single. I believe it went past a shortstop, and the Astros win. The Astros win again, six game in a row, and this is awesome. I just can't stop thinking about what's going on with Zach Greinke. Zach Greinke is – he's not – vintage Zach Greinke. This is a different Zach Greinke. And this is um, what he had to say about his performance today. He said, my endurance has been pretty good after that first start. And today I felt like my arm was uh, arm speed is starting to get better. Things felt a little crisper because my arm speed was a little bit better. Today I thought was my best start so far that I had health-wise, endurance, and stuff-wise. He's talking. Like during the playoffs, you would just get – um. I like to throw the ball or something like that, but he's actually talking. And so uh, this is a good thing. I just, just watching him pitch the way he dominated a dominant lineup. It just kind of remind you what Brandon Belak did the day before 
this this team may not have Justin Verlander, but this team is still good. But the lineup has got to start getting healthy, and namely George Springer and Jose Altuve. He can't be having all these over uh, nights. And today it was he had a really kind of awkward strikeout, and he's batting 168 with a 5.17 OPS. Kyle Tucker, everybody bashes Kyle Tucker, and uh, he has a better batting average right now. So the Astros lineup has some holes in it, especially with the injuries. But if you uh, want to get your car running better, where can you go? Go to rockauto.com. Rockauto.com is different from a chain store. Like I know you can go down the street and go maybe find your part, but if you really want to go find a part for a good price, why don't you try rockauto.com? RockAuto.com is a family business serving auto part customers online for 20 years. Go to RockAuto.com and shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers, not just the one that your local auto parts store carries. They have everything from engine control modules, brake parts, tail lamps, motor oil, maybe even a uh, replacement knee or something if you need that as well. RockAuto.com catalog is unique and remarkably easy to use and navigate. Quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and choose the brands and specifications and prices that you prefer. Best of all, prices at RockAuto.com are always reliably low and the same for professionals as uh, do as for do-it-yourselfers. Why spend up to twice as much for the same part? Go to RockAuto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Right, locked on in their how did you hear about us box so they, they know that the, we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Speaking of getting the right parts you need, the Astros need, even though the, the rotation has been epic the last couple turns around and the starters are actually doing their job, the hitters are doing their job. So I just think that you can't keep on winning these two to nothing games, two to one games, all this type of stuff. So the offense has got to break out but you know what the what part you can use Justin Verlander and Justin Verlander did throw off fat flat ground uh, Monday for the first time since he was placed on the injury list and he's aiming to return to the mound this season that is big now uh, hopefully he can get stretched out for the playoffs but keep in mind that the season is only 60 games and we've played what uh, 23 already so uh, he, he's gonna have to kind of pace himself but at the same time he's he's gonna he's running out of time so I think that let's say he comes back maybe in 10 days and 10 games so that would be what 33 games so that leaves him about maybe five starts to kind of build his endurance back up and even that uh, are they the Astros gonna treat him kind of like maybe if he doesn't come back on time are they gonna treat him like Lance McCullers and go ahead and uh, just kind of put him as the lawn man and rotate in the bullpen or something like that. I don't think so. I think you do put him on the mound and definitely in the playoff game because he is the big game pitcher. Zach Greinke looked great. Brandon Belak looks great. Christian Javier looks great. And uh, Framer Valdez looks great. When's the last time you, you could say that besides the 2019 uh, rotation? I guess 2018, maybe 2017. But no, 2017 I think is the last time you can say – yeah, I don't really like everybody in that, rot- in that rotation, but uh, this this rotation is performing. Now, can all the rookies continue this? I know that Christian Javier struggled throwing strikes, but he still limited the, I believe it was the Diamondbacks. Uh, and then you've got um, 
Belak, he looks great. He he just he's not an overpowering guy. He just knows how to pitch. And uh, so all of a sudden, the Astros' rotation is becoming a strength. The bullpen, they still have some weakness, but at least um, we haven't seen uh, Joe Biagini in a couple days or in a couple weeks or whatever, and that's fine. I, I know I keep on joking about that. Um, I know that Brett does not like Joe Biagini, so that's why I always bring it up if y'all want to know. So um, speaking of Lance McCullers earlier, uh, he went on the, I think it's Starkville podcast with Jason Stark and uh, Doug Glanville, I believe his name is. And he had some things to say about Joe Kelly. So I know uh, last week or something on the podcast when Joe Kelly had his whole spiel and said that the Astros were snitches and uh, biashes and all that, and that they basically threw A.J. Hinch and Jeff Luno under the bus, and they basically ratted them out and just so they didn't get punished. People don't know what happened. I experienced this. I went through this whole controversy I mean not personally I wasn't at the stadium or anything but Astros fans we went through this we know what really happened but the rest of baseball they don't all they care about is they hear what uh, happened the trash campaigns that uh, John Boy did and then everything else that uh, they see the manager and the GM get fired so this is what uh, Lance McCullers had to say I know that a manager got fired I know that a GM got fired and it's never going to be good enough. The whole franchise could be dismantled, and it wouldn't be good enough. So on the podcast, they played what Joe Kelly had to say on the other podcast and basically said that they're cheaters who ruined other people's lives to save their own. They snitched on their manager, coaching staff, and front office. And that basically uh, during that July 28th bench clearing ruckus, various Astros, including Carlos Correa and manager Dusty Baker, spit and cursed at him. And so it was bull bleep that he got suspended. So Joe Kelly was obviously not happy in that. But uh, Lance McCullers was not going to let this go. We all remember when Joe Kelly said, oh, I was trying to social distance and uh, Carlos Correa was trying to get in my safe space and I was I was trying to get into the dugout. That's why I did all that. I don't know. I went uh, bad country there, but this is what Lance McCullers had to say about that. He said that if Kelly threw at Bregman in the name of allowing the game to police itself, firing a 97 mile per hour fastball behind anybody's head isn't the way to get it done. And if you're going to be the person that carries the big stick and if you're going to be the holier than thou, you better do it the right way. And so uh, he also mocked that uh, Joe Kelly said that he was trying to social distance, distancing. And he basically said you, uh, that he was running away from Carlos Correa. If you remember in that game, uh, Joe Kelly said, nice freaking swing. I believe that Dodgers fans are actually making a shirt with that. And uh, then he starts doing the baby face and starts whining as he's walking off field. And Carlos Correa is um, kind of creeping towards him, not really going after him. But then uh, he, uh, this is what Lance McCullers had to say. He started that issue with what he said and struck out Carlos Crayer. You know, I'm not going to go to repeat it, but citing the, oh, I didn't get close. I mean, Joe was scared. <laughs> Carlos isn't the right dude to mess with. So it is what it is. You know, I'm beyond it. He got five games, and it is what it is. He also kind of echoed something that Dusty Baker said. Uh, Dusty Baker said a while back, he said, 
we ain't going to start anything, but we're not going to just let it go either. So basically, uh, Lance McCullough said that we're not trying to go out there and start anything. We're trying to play ball. And I don't know. You guys should have Joe on your podcast. He seems like a chatty Kathy about it. And you guys can ask him if he's uh, done. And you guys can ask him about their their uh, Red Sox investigation while you're at it. So I know it's it's kind of funny just seeing uh, these two guys go after each other. And uh, I know that Lance McCullers probably gets a lot of questions about that, but he wasn't he was in the rotation. He wasn't a part of the hitting uh, scandal. So basically, he talked about what what's uh, everybody's misconception of this. He said that uh, the Astros snitched to evade punishment is a, is a misconception. He said that basically they had a negotiated... Oh, people also said that they negotiated immunity from discipline from the MLB. That's not true. This was something that the league offered, and this is not something that the Astros said, you know what, we'll talk if you go ahead and not punish us. And I know I've talked about this on the podcast uh, before, he then went on to say these opposing players have no idea what this investigation was like. They have no idea the length that MLB went beyond speaking to players. Actually, speaking to players was probably the least part of their whole investigation. I can't go into it. I don't know how much I'm allowed or not allowed to say, but I'll say that. The notion that, oh, the players negotiated immunity, players then were interviewed and rolled on everyone just to save themselves, isn't the case. And now... And that's as much as I can say. That's not what happened. That's not how this went down. So if what people are upset about, if that's what people are upset about, then I guess we can all move on because that's not how it happened. But it doesn't really matter what uh, Lance McCullough says or the Astros. It just it just feels like uh, everybody is after the Astros. And uh, I, they kind of forget that Rob Manfred's whole thing here. He was the one that basically said, Look, we're going to investigate in Houston Astros. We're going to, we really want to know what really happened. So we're going to offer immunity. And that way we get the information. And I guarantee you, if the MLB, if MLB did not do that, if they didn't offer immunity, then the Astros would not have said anything. And you know why? Look at the Red Sox. The Red Sox stayed quiet. Uh, there may have been a few people kind of chit chatting, uh, chatty Kathy, if uh, Lance McCullers would say. But most of them stayed quiet. Why? Because they're like, um, we don't want to be like the Astros. So that's kind of what happened there. So uh, he said that I'm not going to tell someone how they should or shouldn't feel. They have the right to be however they want to be as long as nothing physically harming is going to come into play. We're moving forward. The world doesn't have to move forward with us. So basically, he went over there and just kind of put Joe Kelly in his place and said, you don't know the facts, bruh. And uh, I I guess it kind of goes with what Carlos Correa said during spring training. And so we'll have to see how all this goes. Uh, And that kind of reminds me, I forgot, I'm not sure if I mentioned Lance McCullers earlier when I was talking about the starting pitchers, but he's looking a lot better now. So this rotation is uh, doing better. The bullpen, you maybe have four or five reliable arms in there, and most of them are rookies. And so all we're waiting for is Jose Altuve, Kyle Tucker, and some of the other players in the lineup to start hitting. Once this everything's clicking at the same page, this team can go deep. But Justin Verlander is very important. 
and also Roberto Osuna is also very important. I uh, After talking to Brett the other day on the podcast, I'm not so sure that the Astros are going to make a trade at the trade deadline because that they are the farm system is already depleted. And where's the farm system right now? It's all basically playing with the Houston Astros right now. So they're not going to really have a lot to trade. There's some, there's some prospects out there that are worth something for the Houston Astros, but I think that they're going to want to stay pat. They may make a minor trade for like, um, like they did with Brooks Raley. I had a, uh, that's a uh, Brett's boy. I almost forgot what his name was, but otherwise the Astros are on the right track. Now, can they keep it up? Uh, this rotation is pitching good. The bullpen, can it uh, maintain these two to one, three to one, three to two leads, that type of thing. So uh, one thing that I forgot to talk about for today's game was Ryan Presley. I know he came in in the 10th inning and they have the whole runner at second base thing going on, but this is your closer right now, and it just seems like he's good for two games, and then he kind of struggles a little bit. So once he gets a little bit more consistent, I think that the team will be better. Is he the Astros' closer? Yes. Should he be the Astros' closer? Well, who else are you going to do it? But I think in a perfect world, he would be that setup guy, and then you have another closer. But the Astros are not in a perfect world. Ask Lance McCullers. Ask uh, Jose Altuve who's mentally struggling with trying to perform after what happened this offseason. And George Bringer, please get healthy. Jordan Alvarez, let's hope it's not anything major with me. And that's all I got for this edition of the Locked on Astros podcast. Uh, don't forget to check uh, Brett and I back tomorrow, and hopefully we'll be talking about the Astros' seventh win in a row over the Rockies. I believe we'll be going to... Coors Field, so we'll see if that's going to affect the Astros pitching, but um, go Astros, keep on winning, and hopefully they can keep this winning streak alive. The A's are close now, only two and a half games in front of the Astros. You're putting a little bit of distance between the Rangers and uh, between you and the Rangers, and overall, oh, I, I guess I probably should mention the Tatis thing. Uh, I, I don't know. I know this has nothing to do with the Astros, but uh, go ahead and tweet at Eric Talkstros. Do you think that it's wrong for Fernando Tatis when the, the Padres are already up 8 nothing on the 3-0 pitch, he swings, and he hits a grand slam? Is that bad baseball? Or is that just a guy saying, ooh, that's my pitch? And it just – it feels like everybody's out there trying to get their feelings hurt or get in their feelings or whatever, and – I just I don't get it. I mean, I know I'm I'm not a hardcore traditional baseball fan. I, I just like baseball in general. I think rules, unwritten rules are, are thing. But I do believe that um, something happened today where he stole third base with uh, such amount of lead. And that's a bad no, unwritten rule. And Fernando Tatis Jr. is just saying, look, I'm just trying to play baseball. I'm just trying to play baseball and trying to get the Padres to win some games. So what do you all think? Just text at me, or not text, but um, go and send me a tweet, and that's all we got. Make sure you check out my friend Sully over at the Lockdown MLB Podcast, and we'll talk to you tomorrow.